0: Welcome to Give Me Five, the episode where I've got five questions for Gary, he's got five questions for me. We do not know what they are, but we will answer them honestly. Gary. This uh, is a no-lie zone. We took that truth serum before we came here. Yes, we did. You know, actually, there's something, I I think it's on Netflix. Um, I I forget what it is, but it's Meryl Streep, and uh, she she doesn't want to age anymore or something. I saw a commercial for it out of all places on Facebook for a Netflix film that has come out like must be 30 years ago because it's uh, Meryl Streep and Bruce Willis. And she takes this potion to never be old again or anything. I don't know what it is, but uh, it really intrigued me. And that's in my one second of you saying truth serum. That's what it made me think of. So I have no idea
1: what that is, but I wish that I did.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to look it up. And I think it's like death till death does her part or something. I don't know. Anyways, Mm. anyways. Sounds like a Hallmark movie. Let's go. (laughs) Yes. uh, I will let you start this week. Go ahead.
1: Oh, okay. Well, in honor of our good friend, Mr. Sean the Sheep from our previous movie, Sean the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, I've just created a simple, just like the movie, whimsical, just like the movie, sheep game called, Are You Feeling Sheepish? Basically what this is, Philip. This is sheep trivia. Okay. Three sets of three sheep facts. One of them is a real fact about sheep. Two of these facts I made up with my creative writer brain. Uh-huh. I stumped my girlfriend. I stumped my mom. Both went 0 for 3. So let's see if I can stump you. Are you ready? I'm fairly ready, yeah. Okay. Question number one. What is the process of a sheep giving birth called? Is it called lambing, flaunting, or crowing?
0: Uh, Lambing feels too on the nose. That would be just disgusting
1: if that's what it is. I'm going to go with crowing. Going to go with crowing? Yeah. You should have trusted that too simple. It was lambing, and, and I knew that you would think that, and that's why I, it's it's too simple, right? So yeah. I'm playing mind games here, man. That's right. I, I'm a wizard with these sheep facts. This is my revenge for five years oh, of humiliation. Yeah. All right, next oh, one. Lambing. How many? Crazy. <laughs> it's it's called lambing. I know, right? I mean, that's... It's so um, disgusting on customers. so many <laughs> levels. Go ahead. <laughs> How many breeds of sheep are there in the world? 13 distinct breeds, 1,000, or 50? I just don't think sheep are that diversified. I would have to go with 50. 50. All right. Well, guess what? They are that diverse. They are. There are 1,000 breeds of sheep in the world. 1,000? I bet that. I know. It's pretty mind-blowing, right? Wow, I wonder if there's some that are more fluffy or what have you. Okay, all right. Yeah, or, or, you know, we have the Shans. Exactly, the Shans of the world. Okay, last question. One billion. What does this number indicate as it pertains to sheep? Does it indicate the number of sheep in the world? The number of people who eat lamb at some point during any given month in the world? Or... The number of wool made clothing items sold every month in North America. What number was it? I'm sorry. One billion. And then give me the options really fast one more time. Yeah. One billion. It's either sheep in the world, people who eat lamb at some point during any given month um, around the world, or the number of wool clothing items sold every month in North America. One billion. Which one is it?
0: Man, the one billion seems actually low. I don't think it's that. I think it's either eat or how many sheep are in the world. I I think that might be too much for how many sheep are in the world. So I'm gonna say how many people eat sheep, uh, given a month.
1: Oh. And you go, oh, for three this week, there are one billion sheep in the world. And this is wow. my greatest revenge. I am so good at brainstorming sheep facts. I think I might apply for grad school and put that on my application. Yeah, absolutely. Can and will create sheepish, sheepish facts.
0: All right, Gary. There we go. Uh, I, too, went Sean the Sheep direction with my first question. Uh, we watched Sean the Sheep Farmageddon in conjunction with this episode of Gimme Five. So, in honor of the film, I want to give you a fun tidbit. It's called, That's Good or That's Bad. I will be giving you a list <laughs> of food inspired by the movie, but I will add different toppings to see when is the point you say it's probably bad. It will make sense as we go on. Shall we begin?
1: yeah just let so you know I eat like a disgusting slob I'll like mishmash a lot of stuff together and shove it in my mouth so let's go for it alright uh, and all these aren't necessarily I think that you can take
0: off prior uh, toppings and then just substitute on what I'm giving you alright here we go french fries french fries are the base okay good thank you yes exactly uh, ketchup <laughs>
1: good
0: now barbecue sauce
1: Bad. Wow! Wow! We Easy. Already went right, Easy. Right there. I'm not. I'm not a big
0: barbecue sauce guy. Okay. Wow. So I thought that that was going to be safer, a safer option than uh, yeah. the later ones that would have been cheese, chili cheese, and ranch. But we'll never know now. Oh, I. Those are all better options. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, I, I thought I usually try to leave the last one to be adventurous. Thus, why ranch was behind. All right, next one is cheese pizza. Cheese pizza. First option: pepperoni. Good. Sausage.
1: Good. Hey, let me note that I'm vegetarian, but I still love these toppings. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, I keep going.
0: Well, here we go. We'll go more vegetarian. Mushroom.
1: Good. Hawaiian. Good. Last
0: one. Take off any any other form. Even maybe take off the cheese. Because we're gonna go dessert pizza.
1: What's a dessert pizza?
0: It's like cinnamon on it and uh, like frosting. Oh, oh. Think oh, like good. Pizza Buffet.
1: Uh, yes, all of the above. Good, 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 good. Okay. I love Zah. Uh, all right, and last one, regular Coke.
0: Just think of a regular Coke. Uh, Coca-Cola or yeah, cocaine? <laughs> I guess whichever one you want with ice cubes. Okay. Um, good.
1: Next one, diet. Bad. Bad oh no way, man! I'm not a fan of that Diet Coke. Don't don't give me that cancerous drink. Yeah, it's a Diet Death, is what it is. Okay. Wow. Diet Death, I Doctor thought, Death. It's
0: so hard with Coke because sometimes some people have very strong op- opinions on it, and so I thought that that might be safer than that cherry vanilla and sprite would have been my last one mixed coke and sprite Ooh. which would have been truly adventurous
1: no uh no jack daniels in there i i had one of those last uh. night when i was watching sean the sheet movie some jack and coke there you go there you go all right gary your <laughs> turn All right, so sad, weird news from the basketball world. Actually, this is kind of an interesting situation. So Kobe Bryant's Nike contract is up. Um, He never signed a lifetime deal like LeBron James Michael Jordan did. He actually had a deal that ended this year, and they don't really know what's going to happen because here's the deal with Kobe Bryant's shoes. They're very popular amongst basketball players, but they're not really worn on the street nearly as much as LeBron's or Jordan's. So Nike is actually thinking about halting production of Kobe's shoes for good unless he can or unless they can reach a deal with Vanessa uh, Kobe's widow so Kobe's shoes might cease to exist so they've been selling out like crazy no one knows what's going to happen I have a two-parter for you based off of what I just told you what do you think the most likely outcome is for this situation and um, are you a sneaker guy like if so what's your favorite basketball shoe or just like your your favorite pair of shoes in general?
0: Huh. Um, I guess I'll answer the second one first since it's the easier one. No, I'm not really a sneaker guy, to be completely honest with you. Um, yeah. I'm the kind of person that in life, on certain elements and sneakers falls into this one, I kind of run them into the ground. Uh, whenever I get a chance, I just... I say, you know what? I'm going to uh, just completely wear it until I finally get a hole in it or or it's just unusable because I think I, I feel so bad being a part of that excess and I always think to myself nobody would want to use shoe even though that's not necessarily true I just don't keep good care of my shoes anyway so I know that I'm the only person that would use it and so because I'm something of a minimalist it's one thing to kind of give up on shirts or something I, I there people will wear them because it's kind of hard to to really mess up a shirt but for shoes I'm the I'm the type of guy who puts in the whole foot and then wiggles in the heel. And so the back is kind of messed up by the time it gets Ooh. later oh, on. Oh
1: man, you're hurting my heart.
0: Yeah, I, I, I absolutely, I am I am that guy. And then once it's finally like loose, that's when we get to a point where I've made a shoe, me and the shoe have paired like Avatar, not The Last Airbender, but
1: the James Cameron film. We have. It, it is good to have like a few pairs of shoes like that. That are, that they just are, they're like socks at that point. They're so conformed to your feet. Though, I've got this weird double where I've had a lot of the same shoes since like high school or even before. Um, but I also love like just buying shoes. So there you go.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've never really, I've never really been a person who got into more shoes and stuff. That's just never been me. I'm not disrespecting anybody who does. I, to each their own, man. You do you, you be you. Uh, but, but... Uh, I certainly, I certainly find this to be an interesting one because it's so delicate. It's such a delicate situation that if it wasn't for the fact that she's his widow and she is looking out for what's best for her and her family now, uh, I, I would say it's probably more tasteful to just stick with Nike. Who knows? Maybe this could be also a leverage play and she just exploring other options to eventually just go back with Nike. Maybe Nike themselves are trying to go and see, hey, can we sign them to a long-term deal? Maybe he, their interests are different than it was for Kobe. Maybe Vanessa is a Puma gal herself. I really don't know where, where her line is. Maybe she's looking to see if somebody can sign a deal with them to focus more on the female basketball side, since I know that's what uh, Gigi and, and Kobe really had a love for. For is for col- uh, female college basketballs and of course just regular the WNBA. I don't know. I don't know what the the whole motivation is for this. It seems really uh, simple to just kind of stick with it, and uh, that seemed like what Kobe's mindset was. But uh, I I guess in short, I don't know. It's a tricky situation. Uh, to all a good night, and I yeah. just wish the the family the best uh, as they continue going on from this tragedy.
1: Uh, somehow someone's going to find a way to get Philip canceled off of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. But
0: <laughs> anyway. uh, Gary, we are recording on a Saturday this week, which means yesterday, uh, the 23rd of April, was Dev Patel's birthday. He gained... St- wow! wow. Yeah.
1: He gained... Sta- <laughs> what a surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't think that that's where I was going, did you? He gained statewide fame in his starring role in Academy Award-winning film Slumdog Millionaire, and for those who never saw the film, it was a brilliant story that revolved around Dev Patel's character playing an Indian version of the game, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Go check it out if you haven't seen it. I think I can safely say that we as a podcast recommend it. Very good movie. Very good movie, yeah. But, it begs the question, Gary, what is your favorite reality TV game show that you watched in your life?
1: So, truth be told, we weren't that big on them growing up, but I do actually have very fond memories of like the two years when like um what was the the briefcase one with howie mandel do you and do that well, okay my grandma and i watched that all Dude, the time all was the time it, we watched was so many dealer no deals in my
0: household we yeah we, we did dinners around that around new around dealer no deal, deal or no deal yeah
1: that was i big. don't even remember like how the game works i just remember being obsessed with it and then i think peter piper had a dealer no they deal did. game that you could go really play. capitalized I loved on it. that
0: yeah Oh yeah! They still do. I think Dave and Buster's has a version of that game, and I think I always yeah. go to one time. I always go up there and uh, play at least one. Uh, but remember, you pick a briefcase, you stick with that briefcase, and then you got to get rid of sixteen of the thirty briefcases or whatever it is. Uh, the quote unquote banker offers you a a price to sell your briefcase. If you don't do it, then you got to pick ten more, and then deal or no deal then you go to five it This months. sounds
1: confusing but I know that it's not and now I want to go watch an episode so I can get back into it. Yeah go watch, go
0: watch an episode and especially with no commercials and him having to say right back after this uh, and it not really mean that.
1: <gasps> oh I forgot about that you did. Oh my gosh you did that so well.
0: Yeah yeah uh, if you don't have to d- st- sit with those it's
1: tremendous it's absolutely
0: tremendous. Alright Gary your turn
1: Dude, so this week, um, a coworker revealed something horrifying to me. Um, anybody in the whole world can look up my world. salary. Um, because in the whole world, anybody can look up his salary um, of writers. an ASU employee. Oh, oh, some Tommy my. Wiseau that can that can easily the whole world. Uh, uh, how well I can look up my salary. Okay, now I, I don't I'm even sorry. know what we're doing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I interrupted <laughs> and just i I'm sorry. No, no. See, I really I was going to do Tommy Wiseau, but I, I couldn't and now I'm sad. But mm. I'm also sad because anybody can look up my salary because I work for ASU. Um, there's this website that she showed me. I ended up looking up... You know Bobby Hurley's, sound just because it was kind of interesting. But then I was like, shoot, you can look mine up. And I, for some reason, I'm one of those people who's kind of weird about like the whole money thing. Like, tell me how much you make. Um, so it's a, I'm sorry, I, it's a website that you can look up
0: anybody who's at a who university. Works at ASU. Oh, okay, and what they make?
1: Yeah, because um, like I, they're they're like obligated to publish it, I guess, um, for whatever reason. So, I didn't like that. Um, I guess, I mean, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but if someone asks me what I make, I usually don't answer.
0: Um, I'm curious, where do you fall? You are inviting everybody in the world to now go look it up. Like, everybody will have at least that that initial thought to say, "Okay, Gary Boucher. I know.
1: Thankfully, they don't know that uh, that's actually not my real name. So right we're good on that but yes some some internet sleuth is gonna be like I heard that you make this much um, I want to know where where do you fall on that scale of like uh, talking about money how much you make with with people because some people are worried about it some people are like Psh, I don't care uh, very low
0: in that I don't talk to a lot of people about my finances uh, I the one aspect that's kind of changed in my life is I have there is some thought in my mind that I can at least understand when other people say the reason why we were brought up with this mentality of you shouldn't discuss your paycheck or what you make with other people uh, is something of a fallacy to just have bosses mean that you have less information and then you can't ask for appropriate raises, yada, yada, yada. That one does make sense True. to me. But it, there I think for me, more so than even that foundation, it's just more, I, I am ironically something of a secretive person well not a secretive i would say more so just i like to keep things to myself i i very much You're a private person private person yeah. thank you thank you secretive makes it sound sinister and i it's not that it's just more so i don't <laughs> i don't like splay in my my certain aspects of my life uh i'd like to keep separate from the public persona that i have out there ready and available for the world but uh, certain elements I do like to keep private, and I think finances are just one of those things that I prefer to keep to myself. Um, if there's something of like a financial opportunity that I think that I maybe I invested in and that I'm thinking others should invest in, uh, yeah, if it's something like that, I might reach out and say, hey, uh, close friend A, come join me on this journey because I think that it's good. Even that I, as I'm saying it out loud, I would hesitate on because I, I know how much, uh, money means to a lot of people and how it can like just be how deeply impactful it can be. And I, I would hate to be the cause of somebody to be the reason why they have to go without for some certain amount of time because of my advice. And I'm by no means an expert. So, uh, so yeah overall am i comfortable with giving out information am i just like oh yeah i make i pull in 60k a year or 20k a year it's probably more like 10k a year
1: but am i i um i'm not dude a big- i've got that 11 grand coming in Ooh. year after year my guy make it rain buddy make it rain that's
0: right all right gary we go back to one of our favorite segments with the game my sister gifted me at Christmas. Remember, I'm on a hot streak. Uh, yes, I will draw a card and ask you the film trivia question. If you answer correctly, you shall get a point. If not, you shall fail and lose a point. Since we must do eight separate questions because of the way the cor- card is formatted, I must remind us both that you can win with five or more correct answers, lose with five or more incorrect answers, or tie with only four right and four wrong answers? Gary, are you ready?
1: I'm so ready, man. I've had two good weeks. Um, I had my Ragnarok mess up, but I'm feeling good about this yeah, game, man. You Let's did. do it. You
0: redeemed yourself last week with yet another
1: Ragnarok uh, trivia question
0: that came in. So maybe there will be another one and hopefully you can get back on the bad side. That's what I'm hoping for. Let's All do right. it. All right, Gary. Who wrote the horror movie... Cabin Fever. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> no idea. Um, George Romero. Yeah, if you have no idea, good luck. Eli Roth. And you're on oh. the board on the right side of history. Which movie was horror actor Christopher Lee preparing for when he died? Which movie oh. was horror actor Christopher Lee preparing for when he died? Um, Knives Out? Nope. The Eleventh. The 11th. I don't even know what that is. Wow, I have geez. no idea either. That was a, Jeez, that was geez, a tough geez. card. What's the name of the character played by Daniel Radcliffe
1: in Horns? What's the name of the character? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I think I might have seen Horns. God. um, Dude, I don't know. Let's say Buckley. That's, I have no idea fair uh ig parish
0: and i might be pronouncing that incorrectly <laughs> but Bro,
1: who knows that i, I who, who would come into this game no th- there's one person listening and be like it's it's freaking ig parish god damn it well it should
0: be us we we're the movie fanatics here we should we should but again, yeah i'm right with you I'm i would have not, <laughs> not known in I, any of these three thus far which phrase to describe a person who wants revenge was made famous by the movie fatal attraction all right. which phrase to de- what what phrase which phrase okay. to describe a person who wants revenge was made famous by the movie fatal attraction
1: oh god i don't know um they're on a war path i have no idea it's bunny boiler dude <laughs> there's <Wow>. no way <laughs>
0: wow dude, i must admit wow. these are been dude pretty, this as is easy oh. as two weeks ago this is that
1: hard all right who can played? i tell you a secret yeah go ahead so as soon as I started bragging, like, I've had two good weeks, I was like, I'm going to get destroyed, aren't I? There's going to be some. Fr- I-, I think you handpicked these ones. No, okay, let's go. I, I really, <laughs> I, I, That's the one thing I will admit out, out loud. I have never picked these
0: with any. Yeah, like, you just they're just coming out of the they box. They come out of the tin. They're face down, and I just pick four. That's really it. I don't even shuffle or anything. So who plays oh. the
1: title character in Dracula Untold? Who plays the title character in Dracula Untold? Yeah. Ooh. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy from uh, uh, Vin Diesel. No, Luke Evans. Uh, Luke Evans? Might, yep, totally uh, a Vin Diesel type. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which legendary
0: uh, horror author wrote the short story on which Stonehurst Asylum... Oh, sorry, let me reword this. Which legendary horror author wrote the short story on which Stonehurst Asylum is loosely based.
1: Oh, my God. Edgar Allan Poe.
0: Yep. It was him or Stephen King,
1: right? But yes, you got one right. You are. No way. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, my God. On the board. Oh, my God. Wow. 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 Thank you, uh, Leanne Richards.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know what's funny? I'm going to ask this next question, and I think a year ago you would not have I might have had a shot of you not knowing this but this particular year you're gonna know
1: which British actor plays Chris in Get Out ooh Daniel Kaluuya I would have known that last year okay fair enough fair enough you know why because I was obsessed with him from that Black Mirror episode oh okay I was like who's this guy yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah Damien is the main character of which 1970s
1: classic horror movie are you kidding me Damien. Damien is the main character of, Three, okay, let me say Texas two. Chainsaw. No,
0: and this one actually, uh, there is some history behind this. The Omen. Mmm, a great movie actually. I've yeah. seen old and the new. Yeah, because uh, that that does remind me, after the 1970s, there was a phenomenon where Damien, I believe even just the year after that movie came out, uh, it may have been a year or five or something, some short time period Was the number one name in America for young boys to be named? Wow! What about uh, Adrian from um, uh, Rosemary's Baby? That would have been cool. I guess so, but it didn't resonate as much with uh, with audiences. That's fine All right, and you end. Yeah, you end. You end that game. Seven out of eight in the negative. As bad as you made me feel for that sheep, I feel elated. to this new result, yeah. I you
1: love got, it. Philip got his revenge, man. Yes, um, we, we both were throwing haymakers, so we'll see who gets the last laugh. Though. Absolutely, we'll see. I got we'll one see. more game, I got
0: one more in the bag. Go ahead, Gary.
1: Okay, so this is weird. Uh, the UK spy agency MI5, but like their version of the CIA, joined Instagram. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) So... Yeah, um, MI5, and that that was um, Mission Impossible, which is, I I don't know, anyways, they joined Instagram in an effort to appeal to job applicants, and apparently, like the NSA, the CIA, these intelligence agencies have started to join Instagram, which is just so weird to me, and that just got me thinking about uh, Instagram accounts. I mean, pitch me some of the weirdest or worst Instagram accounts you could think of. Things that shouldn't, or you wouldn't think, would have them.
0: Yeah, let me think. Um, number one would be a hot dog factory.
1: Okay, a, a hot dog factory. So, like, not even a company, like the just the just the plant, just the factory. Oh, I thought, yeah, just the just yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, there's nothing appealing,
0: uh, except for the product that comes out. Nobody wants to see the
1: inside. Nobody wants to see how the hot dogs... Oh, make. I understand, because, because how they're made. Yeah, that's right. No, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Good point. And I forgot that hot dogs are, like, not even food. Yeah, they're just
0: gelatinous coming togethers of different seasoning salts and maybe even tofu if we're healthy about it. Uh, but yeah, I would go Hot Dog Factory. And then right behind that, I think I would go a mortuary. Nobody wants to see anybody take selfies at a mortuary of any kind. Mm.
1: Come on down to the Emery Mortuary. Take selfie sticks with our decomposed bodies. <laughs> All right, Gary, a new
0: article has come out detailing Angelina Jolie, admitting that she loved directing, but a change in her family made it impossible for her to dedicate the time to direct and continue exclusively uh, being anything other than an actor. So it got me to thinking, Gary, who would you say is the most versatile artist? Who acts? Mm, the most versatile. Yeah, the most, artist who the most who acts. Yeah, the most ranged artist who
1: either is known for their acting or can act. This is um this is kind of a, a, a gimme, but I think it's probably the most worthy answer because I think I think he any role you gave him he could play and. I'm running some other actors through my head right now, but they all... Even Leo kind of, sort of has a type. But you know who doesn't have a type? Daniel Day-Lewis does not have a type. Oh, that's interesting that you went there. I I don't think that that's necessarily where I was Um, going. He could play any person you could ever... Yeah, I was going to say, you you could probably assume what I was going to say, right? I mean, I love... I think I might like other actors more, but... Everybody has a type except for that guy. He truly, truly, truly is a chameleon. And in terms of the versatility scale, I think he has to be on top.
0: Now, I, I probably should have worded this better, but what I was thinking of, and maybe if nobody comes to your mind, that's fine. But what I was thinking of was somebody like Donald Glover. Somebody who can sing. Oh,
1: oh. Yeah. Uh,
0: but oh, he also oh, he does well, stand-up, and he also...
1: Acts really well, and he can dance. Uh, I, I like think. that. Um, I like that that person actually for that answer. I like Donald Glover a lot. Um, I think he's a super talented um, on all fronts. I enjoy his music. I love his comedy. I've I love Atlanta. Um, I think that yeah, Brad right Pitt right, comes to mind actually because uh, uh, and his um, producing. I was going to say um, Brad Pitt. I don't um, know if he's directed that. He does. I don't know how much he's directed, but he, like through Plan B, he's produced a lot of really uh, important movies. Um, so I think that, that those two come to mind. Um, as far as other writer, actors, directors, I'm kind of drawing a brain fart, but I would initially say Donald Glover. So thank you for giving me that. Yeah,
0: yeah you're absolutely welcome. Your turn.
1: Good. So my last one. I'm going to read you this news article. Okay. What do you call a bunch of black holes? A crush? A scream? There are pods of whales and gaggles of geese. Now astronomers are wondering which plural term would best suit the most enigmatic entity in the cosmos. So basically, scientists are trying to come up with the phrase for multiple black holes. And I'm going to set a timer here for 45 seconds. And I just want us to go back and forth, um, trying to pitch some names for groups of black holes. Does that sound good to you? Uh, so a cluster of black holes or just still one? A cluster black of black holes. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's whatever the word will be for a plural of black holes. Okay, cool. So I'm going to count down from three, and then you're going to pitch the first, and then we'll just go back and forth for four to five seconds. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one, Go the funnel filtration system mm, uh Blackius Holius. okay uh the the dearth of donuts ooh roly poly holy mm.
0: the holios mm, um the
1: holy trinity the siphon of suckers ooh um chocolate cheerios uh, abundance
0: of abysses
1: uh, space
0: style rabbit poops. The long, the long distance
1: liquors. And there we go. Forty-five seconds. I think that we've pitched some great names. Um, I'm gonna hit up NASA or whoever the heck is in charge of this and see what and see what they like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was especially proud yeah. of that last one. Long distance liquors. The long-distance licorice, my favorite of mine was chocolate Cheerios, and I liked long-distance licorice. That's good. No, not licorice. Liquors. Like, just... Liquor. Oh, oh, long-distance lick? Oh, lick? Oh, that makes a a big difference. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my last
0: one here, Gary. Since we are recording this on the eve and precipice of the Oscars, I found Esquire.com's full ranking of the 92 Best Oscar Winners. I will give you two of them head-to-head in alphabetical order, and I want you to tell me Esquire, which one Esquire ranked higher. Are you ready?
1: Yes, yeah, so you're going to toss out two movies, and you want me to guess which one is ranked higher by Esquire, and, and all these movies are Best Picture winners, right? You got it, exactly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's do it. All right, first up, Braveheart,
0: or okay. The King's Speech. The King's Speech.
1: Yeah. Um, I, have to, I, I actually like Esquire. I read Esquire and GQ, but I got to think of what type of magazine it is. But I, I'm going to say The King's Speech. I think that that is probably more well-regarded than Braveheart.
0: Scotland! It was the winner there. 85 to Ooh.
1: 89.
0: Freedom! Whatever it is. Michael Wallace. All right. Second.
1: Crash or Driving Miss Daisy? Oh jeez, um, the two problematic ones. Uh, I'm gonna say Crash
0: and Driving Miss Daisy by a substantial margin. Actually, I should I should mention, wow. was 85th on this list of uh, again 92 King's Speech was 89. Crash came in at 84, wasn't one of the worst, uh, and Driving Miss Daisy came in at a, a semi respectable 74. So you are two mm, okay. for two. And being wrong, Gary. Oh, for two. One. There we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one, we're moving quite down the list. Uh, Rocky and the aforementioned Slumdog Millionaire.
1: Uh, Rocky.
0: You're absolutely correct. Rocky comes in at number 30. <laughs> Slumdog oh, Millionaire, wow. number 33. Your first right okay. one on the board. You need to get two more in a row in order to have a winning week. Here we go. Let's do it. Fourth, The Sound of Music or Titanic? Titanic. You should have known this. I'm never going to not say Titanic is the winner of something. Titanic is number 28. Sound of Music, 53. Um, 53. Your favorite movie of all time. Absolutely. Titanic uh, is always going to be a winner in my book. And uh, I thought the only way that you might buy it is if I put in a heritage play like The Sound of Music. (laughs) All right. Last one. Last one. Moonlight or Parasite? Oh. And this is um, a deciding, say... deciding one for you. Win or lose. All on this. I will
1: say Moonlight. Moonlight. As the favorite? The favorite.
0: <sighs> you won this week. And... Moonlight comes in at number one overall with Parasite being a close, 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 Second, and I would say that that sounds a bit of recency bias, but I I I digress.
1: I honestly, it, it it is recency bias. I love both those movies. I think I might actually like Parasite more. I but like Parasite if, from my more. My predictions too. of what Esquire would, yeah, um, what Esquire would think. I I I would say Moonlight, but on um, both amazing movies.
0: I I actually I now this is just completely off the rails here, but I'm not a big fan of of Moonlight as like number one. I think. I don't even know if I would have put it at top 10 for me. Just just in this list. There's a couple that I would have ranked yeah. certainly differently. It's really hard because it's very subjective. There's Each movie's trying to accomplish something different than the one before it. But either way, that's how it shook up for them. And it shook up for you in a win. Maybe your previous knowledge in reading them day in, day out. Oh. Night in, toilet out. Uh, it would, He's a
1: bad man.
0: Absolutely. Maybe that all helped you. All right. For gary boucher i'm a very sullen and sad philip amarin thank you so much for listening remember to listen to this and all previous episodes released by us chopped greens here on this channel make sure to subscribe listen to all the ones in the back that way if you're subscribed you can listen to the ones going forward Uh, we have both a couple of weeks that david excuse me that gary i'm sorry man it's this whole not looking at you it's this whole not looking at you. First, you call me Gabe. Then you call me David. Then you're going to call me David. Oh, my gosh. That seems insulting if I were to do that. I would not say that. Uh, but going forward, we uh, we thank you for your subscription and listening to this and all of our podcasts. Uh, and you can get us anywhere that you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple Music, Spotify, even Google Podcasts. Just not Pandora. Screw you,
1: Pandora.